Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. If I get drunk, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I heave up, yeah, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who's heavering to you. The first hypothesis is the possibility that COVID-19 infections in humans were the result of a spillover event from nature. This is a situation in which the virus naturally mutates and becomes more transmissible from one species to another, in this case from bats to humans via an intermediate species. This is what happened in previous outbreaks of SARS and MERS and earlier coronaviruses that emerged from bats and spread through an intermediate animal. All right, so this is Dr. Bob Redfield, former director of, this, of the uh, CDC, a uh, guy who is like, he's a virology expert. He worked at Walter Reed. He was uh, obviously known as a CDC director and talking yesterday during a House uh, Select Committee's hearing on the origins of COVID-19. And that's the one option, right, is that it evolved naturally in the wild and got transmitted to humans, perhaps from a bat at the wet market as the theory was given given to us. And then the second option? The second hypothesis is the possibility that the virus evolved in a laboratory involved in gain-of-function research. This is a type of research in which scientists seek to increase the transmissibility or pathogenicity of an organism in order to better understand that organism and inform preparedness efforts and the development of countermeasures such as therapeutics and vaccines. Under this theory, COVID infected the general population after it was accidentally leaked from a lab in China. All right, so you have the bite and the oops theory, right? I mean, those are kind of the ideas. Like, somehow or other it came to us from animals, somehow or other it came to us from a lab in Wuhan. And maybe not the bite is not the best way to say that, but um, he then goes on to explain why he thinks that the lab leak theory better fits the nature of the virus. Based on my initial analysis of the data, I came to believe, and I still believe today, that it indicates that COVID-19 more likely was the result of an accidental lab leak than a result of a natural spillover event. This conclusion is based primarily on the biology of the virus itself, including the rapid high infectivity for human-to-human -human transmission, which would then predict rapid evolution of new variants, as well as a number of other important factors, which also include the unusual actions in and around Wuhan in the fall of 2019. Now, one of the things when he's talking about this, and there were a couple of other guys, but, you know, uh, he gave a particularly good explanation of a lot of this. That's why I wanted to share it with you. And he said, um, look, the people who are doing gain-of-function research, which is to try to develop an even worse version of regularly occurring viruses that are either more transmissible or more dangerous, the theory behind that is, you know, develop a worse pathogen so that you can develop responses to it so that you're better equipped to respond to things that you do discover or god forbid somebody develops and you know leaks or somebody develops and you know act actually uses as a form of harm whatever the case is you're in a better position to defend yourself if you uh you know you develop the enemy and then learn how to fight the enemy but there's also a downside gain of function research has long been controversial within the scientific community in my own opinion covid 19 pandemic presents a case study on the potential dangers of such research. While many believe that gain-of-function research is critical to get ahead of viruses by developing vaccines, in this case, I believe it was the exact opposite. Unleashing a new virus to the world 
without any means of stopping it and resulting in the deaths of millions of people. In other words, the pandemic is the reason you don't do gain-of-function research, precisely because this shows that, especially with the poor safety protocols from the Wuhan lab, and he talked about another lab that even he shut down here in the United States, the point is we should not be trying to develop these things and make the world even more dangerous by them existing because the potential marginal benefit from learning how to fight them is well outweighed by the actual known harm of them escaping and then becoming the source of the COVID-19 pandemic and killing millions of people. So um, that's kind of the, I mean, that's the basic gist of what they were getting at yesterday. There's other parts of this I want to play for you in just a second. Uh, before that, let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. Looks like uh, Fairfield in Pace uh, has been moved off to the side. It looks like you shouldn't have any problems getting where you're going now this morning. Thank you so much for texting that in. 95 and Morris Avenue in Cantonment showing a roadblock now a vehicle crash with a roadblock again that's 95 and morris avenue in cantonment if you see an accident or a slowdown 437-1620 text it in news radio 92.3 informative local dependable thanks so much candy one of the other people who uh, was speaking there yesterday um was uh, a, a guy named nicholas wade and he i thought he actually gave the most persuasive explanation he was a former science editor at the new york times and uh, also in nature and um and he says that, look, if you really look at the Wuhan lab versus the natural explanation, um, it just seems like a much more likely explanation that this was developed in the lab. For lab leak, on the other hand, the evidence has been a building. Here are two of the, two of the three strongest pieces of evidence in favor of lab leak. First, the epi epidemic broke out, not in some random Chinese city, but right in Wuhan, home of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. We know that scientists there were genetically engineering coronaviruses under seriously inadequate safety conditions. And we know that viruses escape from labs all the time. Clearly, lab leak has to be a strong possibility. I mean, it is a pretty incredible coincidence if you just happen to have, in the same city where you have this virology institute, that you happen to have the dangerous you know, bat, wet mark, you know, like... Really? That's, that's strange credulity. And by the way, we don't have good evidence either way. The problem with proving the lab leak theory is, you know, if you think it this way, the Chinese scrubbed it all. We don't have the evidence. Uh, the problem with the naturally occurring is nobody's been able to find it in the wild the way you would expect to be able to find it in the wild if that's where it came from. But it is, you know, lots of concerns about this and the, you know, unlikely nature of them happening in the same place. Second, that possibility became much more concrete with the recent surfacing of a grant proposal by the Wuhan researchers and others. They applied in 2018 for a $14 million grant from a Pentagon program called Project Defuse. The essential ingredient of SARS-2, as the chairman says, has said, one which makes the virus so infective is a small genetic element <clears throat> called a furin cleavage site. Wuhan researchers said in their grant proposal that they would insert this very element into a group of coronaviruses. And not only would they place the, not only that, they would place the element at a very specific point on the virus's genome called the S1-S2 junction. Now the DOD turned the proposal down, it was too risky even for them, but the researchers may have done much of the basic work already or could have found other ways to finance it. In other words, they came to the Department of Defense and asked for grant money to build a time machine out of a DeLorean with a food processor as a food source. And they got denied for the funding. And then a year later, it turns out 
that a million people around, millions of people around the world were killed by a time machine built out of a DeLorean <laughs> with a food processor right. and the Mr. Fusion and, you know, the 1.1 gigawatts and the, you know, like, that's bizarrely wild coincidence if you're going to say, no, it could just came from the wild. Well, you know, that's one possibility. <laughs> how much, how likely is that possibility? A year later, the SARS-2 virus appears on the scene and guess what? It possesses a furin cleavage site, the only known member of its large family of viruses to do so. And the cleavage site is positioned right at the S1, S2 junction. Why should evolution produce at that very time and at that very place a virus of the exact type described in the defuse proposal? It's surely much easier to believe that the Wuhan researchers did exactly what they proposed and generated the SARS-2 virus in their lab. I mean, it's like, again, you know, if, if somebody had, if, the, if SARS-CoV-2 had been like a, a time machine made out of a Ford Bronco, <laughs> you know, right. if it had been a time machine made out of a DeLorean, but made without a flux capacitor and without a Mr. Fusion, okay. But no, it was literally the exact thing they said they wanted to build. So naturally occurring, not naturally occurring, you know. And the point is then, how do we take that? What do we do with that for the future? Maybe we should not have this gain-of-function research going on at all. That's what Bob Redfield says, is that we can wait for things to develop naturally and fight them as they come instead of creating our own worst enemies in the lab. That's a problem. And I'll tell you, the one thing that I learned out of this hearing yesterday that I had never heard before that I thought was fascinating... Remember, this pandemic did not start in January at the seafood market. We now know there was infections all the way back into September. This was a narrative that was decided that they were going to say this came from the wet market and they were going to do everything they could to support it to negate any discussion about the possibility that this came from a laboratory. Okay. I knew there had been infections like December, November. I had not heard September. I haven't been following this as much. That's you know, six months before we were really talking about this in the United States. And I'll, I'll just tell you my own personal, okay, I have no evidence to prove this. I'm telling you my own personal is uh, in late January of 2020, I am sure I had it. I'm sure I had it uh, based on everything I know now. And that was like when my wife said, you know, maybe you ought to start wearing a mask because it's kind of, you know, maybe you're spreading this other, you know, whatever it is you've got. But, you know, for weeks, this like cough, itchy, wouldn't go away kind of thing. And I haven't had it since. Okay, and of course I've been vaccinated a couple times as well. Uh, but I'm just saying, when when you say, well, it came out of China first in like December, late November, hard to think of how you know little old Andrew McKay in Escambia County got it within two months. Not as hard to believe that could have happened in four or five months. Just as a thought, seven twenty. So you know when we say this was the first case in our area, well, I and I'm not, I'm not the only one who says that. I know other people who have said the same thing. Yeah. You know, uh, so I think it was here quite a bit before we have proof that it was here. My own personal opinion, not as a scientist, not as a doctor. I'm just telling you what I think based on what I experienced. Seven twenty one here on News Radio ninety two three, informative, local, dependable. You know, if you've got a nice import, you pay a little bit extra to get it. An Audi, a BMW, a Porsche, a Genesis, a Jaguar, a Lexus. You do not have to pay more to have it serviced. You can take it to Bobby Likas Auto, save money, not have to go to the dealership, not have to spend the time on I-10 if it's a mobile dealership. You know, and just like the peace of mind of it's right here. It's very easy. It's simple. They work on those cars all the time. No problem. Diesel engines, same thing. They work on those cars all the time. They want to see you regularly like your doctor wants to see you regularly. 
so that you can get that physical and prevent the big things. That's kind of the philosophy. The website, carclinicservice.com, shows that kind of like a healthcare clinic for your car. Carfax rated them a top-rated service center in 2021, 4.5 average reviews or above. So if you've got any kind of a need for car repair maintenance, Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. Tune in today at 1030 to the Pensacola Expert Panel when Juanita Scott and Kathy Van Dyke will be on the show talking about Pensacola State College's International Festival, a family-friendly inaugural event happening April 15th on the Pensacola campus. Enjoy food, music, dance, and novelties relevant to the cultures found around the world. Tune in today at 1030 to hear more. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. At Mucinex, we don't believe in cold and flu season. We only believe in comeback season, which starts with 12-hour relief. Just one dose of Mucinex DM provides 12 hours of relief for cough and chest congestion day or night. That's three times longer than those four-hour cough liquids. So say goodbye to cold and flu season and hello to comeback season with Mucinex DM. Nothing lasts longer among over-the-counter cold and cough medicine. Get relief that lasts with Mucinex DM. Use as directed. Discouraged, defeated, disappointed, you're listening to Strength for Life. Hey, this is Pastor James Johnson with Strength for Life. I want you to know that there are resources available on our website that are specifically designed to strengthen you in your walk with God. Maybe you're feeling weak in your prayer life because of unanswered prayer. I wrote a little booklet entitled, When God Says No, which will strengthen you in how to deal with those times in your life when it seems that God is silent. Maybe you're struggling because someone you love is away from the Lord. They're wayward and your heart is broken. On our website, you'll find a booklet entitled Ministry to the Wayward. And it will strengthen you in knowing exactly how to help that person who is in a prodigal situation. You can find these strengthening resources and much more at our website, which is www.strengthforlife.church. Check it out today. I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru. The men and women here at Anderson Subaru are committed to the Subaru Love Promise, a promise between us and our communities, a promise to make the Gulf Coast a better place to live, to work, and to play. And we're proud of what we've accomplished. From our ongoing support of the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association and Ascension Sacred Heart to volunteering with Feeding the Gulf Coast, we've conducted clothing drives for loaves and fishes and charity auctions for Gulf Coast Kids House, and we support Sherwood Elementary School in multiple ways. We're committed to the pets in our communities, too. By supporting dog adoption events with Phoenix Rising Rescue, Barktoberfest with Pensacola Humane Society, and Potty Gras with Wolfgang Park and Bruce. And the love continues. Through donations, volunteering, and monetary support, Anderson Subaru is making a difference in the lives of our neighbors and our community. The Subaru Love Promise. That's a promise we intend to keep. At Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola. Online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Listen to Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade interview the latest newsmakers and cover the biggest national stories. Weekdays 11 to 1 on News Radio 923. Oh, 
man, it's interesting. I've got I've got so many people texting me in and talking about how they had a thing in January of 2020 and right. had all the symptoms. And yeah, you know, I know a lot of people who were in that situation. Yeah, I flew to Phoenix on Super Bowl weekend, and when I came back, I was a little aw- and it's so funny. All these Asian people on the plane were wearing masks, oh, and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. which is oh, that just must be an Asian well, thing. Well, you know, it I is no idea. It, I know. It, it, but still, right? I yeah, know. exactly. They were a little closer to some of that news for sure. Uh, well, right back to you for uh, traffic on the fives. Okay, uh, it looks like Pace and Fairfield has been cleared, but watching another accident. This is 95A in Morris uh, Avenue. Uh, to give you a better idea, it's uh, 95 and 29 near Porky's Pizza in Cantonment near Molino, right there at that split, and it's on that split heading towards uh, Molino and not 29. Uh, this is Traffic on the Fives, brought to you by ECUA. Help ECUA ensure recyclable materials are processed correctly and keep the recycling program on track. Go to livegreenecua.com or download the Recycle Coach app today. Traffic tips you can text 437-1620. News Radio 923 Informative Local, dependable. Thank you so much, Candy. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is in the hospital. A spokesperson for the Kentucky Republican says the 81-year-old was admitted after he tripped and fell while attending a private dinner late Wednesday night. Heavy snow expected today from the West Coast all the way to the Midwest, including my hometown. One of the reasons I love being in Florida. The heaviest snowfall forecast for uh, <laughs> nice. Oregon and Northern California where a, a winter storm warnings in effect. Some areas could see up to six feet of yeah. snow. Oh, my goodness. And uh, World Wrestling Entertainment is now reportedly in talks with state gambling regulators to legalize betting on their matches. CNBC reported oh, wow. uh, reported yesterday that they're talking Shut to regulators up, in Michigan and Colorado, in addition to working to make sure their results don't leak to the public in advance. Uh, the Colorado Division of Gaming, though, says wait, what do you, as wait, of now— Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean to make sure the results don't leak to the public in advance? Okay, Fabe. <laughs> I— <laughs> What you, I can't what tell you, you Andrew. I can't say anything. What what, Dave? What, are you are you saying that <laughs> no, these are not. in any way no, he's not. scripted? No, of course not. Thank you, of Dave. course not. Oh, uh, okay. Because I've watched, you know, Kid Rock. And it's Paris, totally real. Rock, whatever the show is now, you know, <laughs> everything, all of it, totally real. <laughs> oh man! So you're they're literally looking to set up right. a system where people bet on a result that yes. the result is itself a choice that the producers of the wrestling matches they, make. They have- yes. That's wow. essentially, yeah. That's amazing. I used to date a writer. Did you? Oh, yeah, they write. I mean... Oh, no, I don't I don't mean that. I just mean the... Yeah. No, so that, that's... Boy, you talk Better about know. the possibilities for... You know, um, making money. Shut up. Really, though, <laughs> let's say. If you look at, like, the Vegas betting, you know, when yeah, the Super yeah, yeah. Bowl comes around, you can bet on all sorts of oh, things. Oh, no, I, you know, I know. Like the halftime least- show and all sorts of things. So, I mean, there's not a lot of difference there. Well, like, how long is the, the stars... You know, how long is the anthem going to be? Right. Is something that it might be... You could probably go and look at their prior performances and figure it out. So, yeah, I, I could see some of that. It's just so alien to somebody who thinks about sports betting as, well, you got to play the game to find out what the result is. There oh, literally yeah. is no result until they run the race, right? Well, you know. <laughs> it's definitely different for sure. We'll see where it goes. I'm, that's fascinating. David, thanks. So, and thank you for, you know, I had... I'd seen that story, but it hadn't clicked with me why that was so bizarre until you were telling me, like, oh, oh, <laughs> I get it now. So thank you for that. 729 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Uh, hey, Leadership Pensacola, their two class projects uh, provide basic needs, including food, hygiene, products, clothing, and other necessities for local organizations that serve families and children living in Pensacola. Good stuff, all. That's, I know, where our charitable money goes is to those organizations. You can find out more and donate at News Radio 92.3. Dot com. Uh, also, what else we have going on the um, 
Uh, the Eyeball for Independence for the Blind comes up this Saturday. I'll be emceeing that. That's going to be fantastic. The Gulf Breeze Arts Festival comes up March 25th and 26th. And I strongly encourage you to go into the school and look at the different art projects that the kids put on. And I have a pair of tickets to Carousel from Rogers and Hammerstein, March 17th and 19th at the Sanger. If you want to win, dial now, caller one, you win immediately. 437-1620, go now. David, what do you have coming up, sir? If you'd like some sea oats or dune sunflowers, I'll tell you where the coastal plant giveaways are going to be. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. President Biden announces his budget wish list today in Philadelphia. The White House says the budget will increase taxes on the wealthy, as well as cut spending on special interests like the pharmaceutical and oil industries, while protecting programs such as Social Security people have paid into. Fox's Ryan Schmelz. Three Los Angeles police officers are shot and wounded in a standoff with a wanted parolee. He barricaded himself and refused to surrender. Officers uh, encountered the individual and utilized some uh, gas to try to uh, comply, get compliance from the individual. Again, the suspect refused. Assistant Police Chief Al Labrada says when officers moved in, the suspect opened fire. He's dead. The three officers in stable condition. It's Fox's Carmen Roberts. Police have not said how that suspect died. They say one officer was shot in the stomach, one in the leg, and one in the arm. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731 News Radio, 92.3 cloudy skies, 69 degrees this morning. The teenager charged with making several swatting calls to Milton High School just over a, a year ago is now in custody at the with Santa Rosa County deputies. 17-year-old Brad Parga was flown into the Pensacola airport last night and escorted to jail by Santa Rosa County deputies. Parga faces a felony charge of making false reports of using a firearm in a violent manner, also facing a misdemeanor charge for disrupting a school function. Sheriff Bob Johnson has said there could be additional charges as well. It's a hoax. That's what Governor Ron DeSantis is calling critics that are pushing a narrative over alleged book bans in Florida schools. The governor says changes that have led to many books being removed from schools are just targeting books with obscene material. He also says recent changes in the schools eliminate teaching critical race theory to kids. Showcase people that have defied the odds and have made great contributions. Don't tell somebody that you're oppressed and you have no chance in life. And the governor says that state laws require teaching of African-American history, including slavery and Jim Crow. And he says many of the books that are banned from schools uh, are including obscene material that's just not suitable for children. Escambia County is hosting a couple of coastal plant giveaways next month. And you can get those native coastal plants like sea oats, dune sunflowers, lovegrass, other native coastal plants that uh, grow well in sandy areas. The first giveaway happening April 1st in Pensacola Beach. The second will be April 15th in Perdido Key. And for more information, you can find out where those will be at the county website at myescambia.com. A Daphne woman has died after a crash in Baldwin County. That happened on Tuesday evening. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency says 76-year-old Gail Cooper was killed when the vehicle she was riding in was hit by a truck. That happened on Alabama 181 near mile marker 10. Troopers say Cooper was pronounced dead at the scene of that crash. The driver, Donald Cooper, was taken to the hospital to be treated ALEA continues to investigate. Well, it's all clear now, but a bomb threat did cause Escambia County to evacuate the ECAT bus transit complex on Fairfield Drive yesterday. Deputies say they responded to the complex just after 6 o'clock when a bomb threat was made. 
The area was searched by deputies and also by a PPD bomb dog. The sheriff's office is investigating who made that threat. Navarre residents have a new Publix to check out. They opened their doors yesterday. The store is located on Navarre Parkway in Winhaven Plaza. Uh, a Facebook post says the store will be open 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. each day. The location includes a pharmacy and a liquor store as well. The new store, one of two new Publix locations in Santa Rosa County. It is 735. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Candy. All right. Taking a look. Uh, this is uh, accident 95 and 29. It's uh, Morris Road, but... Also at that split of 95A near Porky's Pizza at Cantome at Molino uh, right there. And it's showing a roadblock, and it, it looks like there still is a roadblock. It's backed up past Jim Allen Elementary School, but it also might be kids being dropped off at the school. 29 looks a little backed up in that area, uh, both going to and uh, from right there at the at Muskogee uh, Road. So caution there, caution wherever you are, certainly. Uh, a little tied up near the mill, I'll say it like that. Uh, tied up on I-10, again, uh, about the same place, although it's not showing an accident just showing very very slow uh once you get on the from the pine forest exit almost uh to the car city exit so about half of what was tied up yesterday is tied up again today but i'm not showing an accident yet certainly if you know different or you have a traffic tip text those in 437-1620 news radio 92.3 informative local dependable going to be a nice warm and humid day with temperatures rising near 76 degrees. There will be an isolated chance of a stray shower today, 20% chance of rain overall, otherwise mostly sunny skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 68. Rain chance increases slightly as you go into Friday in the afternoon and evening, otherwise mostly cloudy with a high on Friday near 80 degrees. Friday night, temperatures drop into the 50s, 55 degrees for your low. Sunshine returns for Saturday with highs in the low 70s. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And it is cloudy and 69 in Pensacola, 71 in Gulf Breeze, 64 in Milton. Our next news at 8. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne. News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshinka with your Money Now. Federal vehicle safety regulators have initiated a new special crash investigation into a fatal collision that involved a Tesla Model S sedan and a fire truck in Walnut Creek, California last month. The driver of the Tesla died. A passenger was critically injured and four firefighters who were inside the fire truck were taken to a hospital following the crash. Women with children want bigger family rooms and better equipped kitchens, and they place greater value on wellness features, according to a new survey. The America at Home survey looked at how 3,000 men and women aged 25 to 74, both with and without children, prioritized what they wanted in a home. Women and men with kids both prioritized the family room and kitchen as the most important rooms, but women put a bigger emphasis on these rooms. 8% of men consider garages to be important space. 0% of women thought the same. Women also wanted private outdoor spaces or gardens. On Wall Street, futures are lower. That's your money now. Have you been thinking about getting fit, but don't know where to start? Why not start at Running Wild? Running Wild specializes in fitting every person to the proper shoe, apparel, and training designed for their unique needs. An essential resource to the community on all things fitness related, Running Wild takes pride in serving, teaching, and encouraging customers to reach new goals. Start your fitness journey with the experts at Running Wild in Pensacola and Fairhope. Follow on Facebook or shop online at werunwild.com. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? 
Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. You can also listen to podcasts of all of our local shows on demand and get news and traffic alerts. Listen to local talk shows in the morning and afternoon drive and where Pensacola's home for Brian Kilmeade. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, 739 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. So good to have you with us. I really appreciate you choosing to listen to us. Uh, we have a lot of time uh, making the stuff you listen to. I hope you have as much fun listening to it. That's my goal, always. Uh, I was trying to make the show I want to listen to. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I was trying to do. Uh, Mike Wood is the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department, and he joins us every Thursday. Hey, Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning. Good to have you back. Good to have you back. Uh, hey, so not a lot of you know high-profile incidents in the last week, which is good. We will always take a quiet week. Uh, but a couple of fairly concerning ones, including a bunch of tires got slashed downtown. Yeah, they were uh... – yeah, you said it. They were just slashed in the downtown area the, uh, along Powell Fox and a couple other streets. Uh, we do have, we've released uh, photographs of the two individuals that we believe are involved in that. It is felony criminal mischief. It's very serious. It's very expensive to, to replace those tires, as anyone that's bought tires lately knows. So yeah. uh, if anybody has any information, we would like to hear from them, or they can call Crime Stoppers at 433-STOP uh, to remain anonymous. When when this kind of thing happens, I mean, you know, look, I'm I'm such a like rules follower kind of person that the idea of damaging somebody's somebody else's property on purpose, just like you know, throwing uh, cups out the window, like I can't even imagine it. You know, when talking to West Brandon last hour, same thing. I can't even fathom it. What's wrong with people that they do stuff like this? I mean, can you shed any light on what would be the the criminal psychology behind something like this? Well, unfortunately, I can't because I'm not a criminal. It doesn't make sense to me either why somebody would want to do that to someone else. But, of course, they would get upset if, if somebody did that to their property, I'm sure. Right, exactly. We also had a uh, case, another case, which is, you know, unfortunately all too common. Uh, cars getting, and it's not broken into, it's just testing the doors, right, to see if they're open? Yeah, it's, it's hard to say these vehicles were broken into when all uh, 17 were entered because they were left unlocked. There was also one the same night entered over in East Hill. Um, and, you know, we've preached this until we're blue in the face, as has the Scambia County Sheriff's Office, to please lock those cars every night before you go to bed. Yet people still leave them unlocked. Uh, we were very fortunate this time because there were no weapons taken, no guns taken out of any of these vehicles. But uh, one of them was stolen. So that not only did this person leave his vehicle unlocked, but left the keys uh, in the console. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's again, it's amazing. I, I know people have longstanding habits and, you know, nobody likes to change your habit and, you know, nobody likes to believe that your neighborhood could be that place, but every neighborhood can be that place, right? 
Yeah, especially apartment complexes. So it's not a matter of if you're going to become a crime victim if you leave your vehicle unlocked. It's a ma- It's when. Uh, because they're very convenient. Apartment com- complex is very convenient Wait, for these people. Wait, this is at an apartment can- complex? People are leaving their cars unlocked? Are you kidding? Yeah, that's why they can hit, you know, 18 or 20 cars uh. in less than a half hour. So, yeah, that, that's uh, apartment complexes are, are easy pickings for these for these criminals. We we People make fun of my wife and I because we often put a club on our car, which is, yeah, I know it's like 30-year-old technology, but whatever. Uh, my goal is not to make sure you don't steal, um, you know, any car, just to make sure it's not mine. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's my goal. Um, but that's because we were living in an apartment complex, and within six months, I had my car window broken into, and they stole stuff out of the trunk, and she had her car broken into and stole stuff out of the trunk, and... I, I just can't fathom it. I, I get it when it's your house. You know what I mean? Like, there's that feeling like this is my land. This is my property. Nobody's going to mess with me here. Nobody has that sense in, a, in an apartment complex. Uh, I, maybe they think it's like there's so many people that nobody would do anything. But I assume hotels, same thing, right? I always assume that the hotel parking lot is like the most dangerous place you could ever park your car. Yeah, well, think about it like this for a second. If you're in a neighborhood, uh, your neighborhood that you live, you know it very well. Um, you know that there's not a lot of people out walking at 2 a.m. in your neighborhood. But right. apartment complexes, hotels, it's not uncommon uh, to have people walking in these areas. So nobody, when they see this going on, they don't realize what's happening, and no one calls the police. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, exactly right. Uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of ask you about is uh, there's a bill working in Tallahassee that would put speed cameras in school zones specifically and only in school zones, I think it would be the only radar-based ticket technology allowed in the state of Florida because right now, of course, we have red light cameras, which, uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, the possibility of putting those at a few intersections in Pensacola, uh, those are legal. Obviously, Gulf Breeze uses them. and uh, But the possibility of having speed cameras, radar cameras in school zones, and now we're not talking about, like, where PPD parks a you know uh, a radar that shows you the speed and lights up the lights if it's too loud, but that doesn't actually or if it's too fast, but it doesn't actually give you a ticket. This would be actual tickets. Does PPD have you guys talked about this? Do you have a position on whether this would be useful for you guys or not? Well, all tools would be useful, but one thing about this, and it was the same when red light cameras first came out, <clears throat> and that's if the the courts are going to uphold that, and they have for for uh, red light cameras. Speed is, is different. I mean, it's a tool, but whether or not you could actually get a conviction on it without an officer being present is, is something that we'll we'll have to see how that works out. All right, fair enough. And I, I same, I have questions. And, you know, the constitutionality, being able to confront your accusers, all, all of those things, I think, come into play when you're talking about radar uh, guns and giving people tickets like this. Uh, one of the things that um, uh, it's getting into that time of the year, and we just want to make sure that we mention it to people, Pay attention to not leaving your pets and your kids in the cars, right? It's going to be hot, right? Yeah, it's going to be hot. And check those back seats. A lot of people, again, they leave the pets in the car um, and not thinking that it's um, that it's hot, but it can get hot much faster for them than it can people. And, uh, and also remember, and we've talked about this before a couple of weeks ago, if you leave your vehicle running and you're not in it, even because you're trying to keep your pet cool with the air conditioner, it's against the law to do that. Uh, so you can receive a citation for that. So the uh, best thing to do if you're going to have to leave your vehicle uh, with a with a pet in it is to not bring the pet along. Absolutely. We always like to end with a car myth. Before we get to that, let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. Uh, watching an <clears throat> excuse me, this accident, 95A uh, North and 29. It looks like a bad accident near Porky's Pizza. In fact, it could be two accidents as I'm looking a little closer at Morris Avenue right there. Now, it is blocked southbound on 29 uh, and uh, 95A 
almost back to Neal Road past uh, Jim Allen Elementary. Uh, caution there. It's also blocked northbound, too, and I, I believe for the same reason. That's on the other side of the mill on Bex Lake Road uh, on 29. Caution wherever you are. You know that. Traffic tips, 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Mike Wood, public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Do you have a um, cop myth, or why do they do that for us today? I do, and I was I was questioned about um, uh, bulletproof vests, if you will, for dogs. And uh, you know, we've always we put out releases before on organizations that have donated these vests. Uh, you know, we can purchase these vests for our canines. And it, the question was, why aren't they wearing them? We see them out all the time, but they don't have them on. And the reason for that is a dog wearing body armor as a standard wear item is impractical. Um, dogs can easily become overheated, and the only way for them to cool is to pant. They have no sweat glands, and a well-trained dog is so focused on the task at hand that they will continue running, chasing, and fighting uh, until they drop. So body armor traps more heat and can make the dog overheat much faster. Now, it can be used whenever the handler has time to anticipate a gunfire situation. Uh, that, that canine handler can put that, uh, that vest on the dog before that, but sometimes these situations just evolve without warning. So, so how long does it take to put that vest on? Because I don't imagine it's a super quick process. Well, I don't, I don't obviously don't have a canine. That's a question that I, I can't answer. But oh, okay. um, I'm, I'm, it doesn't take. Yeah, it doesn't. It, you know, I, I'd have to get a canine officer to answer that. But again, it's just impractical. Uh, you know, an officer will tell you how hot it is yeah. for a human being to wear, but humans can sweat where the dogs can't. So um, they have access to that body armor. They're just It's just not practical for the dog to wear it the entire shift every day. Well, and that's I was actually thinking about this yesterday or uh, Tuesday when we are talking to Sheriff Simmons and talking about the donated vest that they had gotten. I had that exact question, but I ran out of time with him. Um, you know, because I, I, when I've seen dogs out of the car sniffing for drugs or things like that, they, they're not wearing you know, the protective vest at that point. Um, so it's got to be a decision where the officer says, okay, this is a situation where we're going to protect them from blades and, and guns and, and put the thing on. No, I appreciate that. That's actually a really good explanation that, you know, the heat is bad for them, and that's why they don't wear them all the time. Makes perfect sense. Mike Wood, he is a public information, uh, public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Mike, as always, thanks for the time and the good information, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. 748 here on News Radio 92.3. If you have a business and you're expanding or you just maybe like you have a business with employees and you're tired of handling the insurance and the dental, the vision, the life, the disability, you're tired of managing HR and payroll and all of that, and you just want like a break, <laughs> you know, or you think maybe there are better options. Maybe you could save some money. Maybe you could give your employees better choices. Torgerson Causey, this is what they do for more than 20 years. They've been helping local businesses like yours help your employees with these things and take it off your plate if you're tired of managing. I know we started using them here about, I think, about five years ago, uh, News Radio and Cat Country, something like that, and they've been great. I mean, genuinely, like, they gave us options, and they're always available, and they always answer the questions, and they always give you good information. So I recommend them personally, and I know they've worked with a lot of local businesses as well. Give them a call today and find out what they might be able to do for you. Obviously, no obligation to just talk. Uh, 433-9996, 433-9996, or online at tcbenefitsgroup.com. 
Hey, this is Dr. Ben McMillan. I do a show on the Pensacola Expert Panel. We talk about your health problems. Let me educate you about the Activator Method of Adjusting, which offers a safe and effective alternative to traditional manual adjustments. So whether you've been hurt in a car accident or been suffering from back or neck pain, chiropractic care could be your solution and not just a temporary fix. Join me tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. If you run a business, you need to hear this. Hey, I'm Bobby Rossi for ADX Digital. Besides having four great radio stations at ADX Communications, we also have ADX Digital, which is our digital platform to help businesses target customers you want. Your business probably already does social media advertising, and that's great. At ADX Digital, we go beyond the scope of social media. We can turn your business's social media post into an ad that looks just like your post, but we deliver it to thousands of websites and apps based on your target customers using strategies like our online and offline behaviors, keywords, AI, and more. Let our team show you all the different products. We help businesses each day, just like yours. From geofencing your competitors, retargeting, targeting or native display, or running video commercials or connected TVs, take the time to call 850-262-6000 and get all the information you need to make 2023 a great year for your business. Call 850-262-6000 or go to adxdigitalmarketing.com. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. The McGuire St. Patrick's Day 5K is Saturday, beginning at 9 a.m. The largest prediction 5K run in America. Come for the run and stay for the party. More at runsignup.com. Ever wanted to get involved at Pensacola Little Theater but weren't sure how? Join us Saturday from 10 till 2 for open house. Join in for snacks and tours every 30 minutes. PensacolaLittleTheater.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. All of your local news and talk from dependable host Andrew McKay on your morning drive with Pensacola Morning News 5 to 9 on News Radio Top of mind bias, I would say, is uh, getting American magic across the finish line at our court. Yes. Um, yeah. that, you know, we've been working really hard on that in the last few days. And um, and so I, I think that, you know, we'll never have an NFL team in Pensacola, Florida. We'll never have an NBA team in Pensacola, Florida. The closest nope. thing that we'll ever have uh, to something like that, that is on a world stage, uh, would be uh, this, this group and this organization and the great all high paying jobs that it brings to us. And it really helps us plant our flag as the best sailing destination in the United States of America. God, so negative, DC. Why can't we have an NFL team? Why can't we have an NBA team? Why don't you believe in Pensacola more? No, I'm kidding. Obviously, no, he's exactly right. None of those things will ever happen. Uh, but American Magic is like having that. And I still love I still, I still think it would be a. I, I, if he runs for president, I know we say he will, but, you know, if he runs for president, uh, 100%, that's the ad you run is Pensacola, the place they're fleeing New York to get to by car, train, plane, and boat. <laughs> it's a great ad. Oh, by the way, 
um, I came across uh, on uh, Facebook today that there's a um, uh, some really, really good photos of American Magic right in front of the arch on Three Mile Bridge. Oh, that's and, uh, cool. And so I shared those on our Facebook page. You can look for yourself. They're really cool. It's from uh, Jays and Jets Photography are the ones who took those, and uh, they are beautiful pictures. And it just is. It's an impressive thing to see. 7.53 here on News Radio 92.3. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Uh, The bodies of two Americans that died after being kidnapped in Mexico last week are going to be returned to the U.S. today. They were part of a group that crossed the border for a plastic surgery procedure. Investigators say they were caught in the crossfire between two rival gangs. Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia now organizing a trip for House members to a Washington, D.C. jail where Capitol riot defendants are being held. Uh, Maryland Democrat Jamie Raskin calls the visit a GOP effort to, quote, lionize the violent attempt to overthrow the 2020 presidential election. And an Ohio man is now admitted to plotting to kill former President George W. Bush. Federal prosecutors say the defendant pleaded guilty on charges connected to the plan yesterday. DOJ officials say he was living in Columbus in Indianapolis, traveled to Dallas to gather information on the Bush residents, and attorneys say he accepted $40,000 from a government source, planned to use that money to smuggle foreign nationals into the country to carry out the assassination. A sentencing hearing has not been scheduled yet. Wow. All right, David. Thanks so much for the update. 754 here on News Radio 92.3. Um, oh, <laughs> I haven't been as actively talking about this on the air this year, but you remember last year when there was a bill proposed that would have made it so that you have to do a business impact evaluation whenever you're going to pass a local ordinance that might affect businesses. And then if the businesses feel that their profits were harmed by you passing it, they can put that ordinance on hold pending the legal outcome of the case. And, you know, if they win, then the government, like, say, example, the city of Pensacola would have to pay for the legal fees of the business. And if the uh, city wins, then no harm. You know, the business is not on the hook for the legal fees to defend for the city. And, you know, they so then they could obviously they could win these court cases and they'd be expedited hearings, what's called a rocket docket, where you you push those ahead of all the other cases so that they could get heard really quickly. You remember this from last year and. Then it went through, and as, as I recall last year, it went all the way through, and then the governor vetoed it is what I remember happening. Um, it's back. This same mm, profanity is back. <laughs> I mean, this is some unbelievably terrible legislation, and I, for the life of me, cannot figure out. I have listened to the hearings last year. I cannot for the life of me figure out why otherwise basically smart, responsible Republicans would advocate for this. It's, it's unbelievable. It passed the Senate. Um, it passed the Senate by basically a party vote with one Democrat voting for it, Daryl Roussan. Uh, it, Broxson voted for it. I haven't talked to him yet, so I haven't been able to hear his explanation. This is a complete preemption of everything. Now, they call it the preemption end all preemptions because it would end questions about whether we should preempt things to the state. Because it's, I know the design in theory is to make it so that local ordinances don't harm businesses capriciously. But this would be every ordinance. It would completely hamstring everything the county and the city would be trying to do all the time because some business would be able to complain that it harms them. 
or adversely affects their profit. I just, I don't understand. This is crazy legislation. So be aware that's progressed all the way past the Senate voted on it yesterday, that early in session. Uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. North of Berry Hill in Milton at Collins Mill Creek Drive and uh, Millstone Circle are showing a vehicle fire. Unknown if there's a roadblock again, that's north of Berry Hill at Collins Mill Creek Drive and Millstone Circle. Another accident, we've been watching this all morning too, near 95A North and 29 near Porky's Pizza in Cantonment. Both 95A North North uh, and 29 southbound near Jamel and uh, are blocked uh, from that accident area almost to Neal Road in Molino. So caution there, caution wherever you are. Olive and Davis uh, showing an accident as well, but no roadblocks. Looks like it has been moved off to the side. If you have a traffic tip, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Uh, by the way, that's um, let's see, that was Senate Bill 170. In case you're curious to follow the legislation, don't want to have to go look it up for yourselves. All right, time for Candy's favorite game. Want to do the pundits <laughs> like to slice and dice our country into red states and blue states. Red states for Republicans, blue states for Democrats. Nice thing about you, Joe, is that you can sound like a liberal, but it heart you in America. Who filed it? Who filed it? All right, Candy, we're going to go through a couple of these. We're way behind on covering the new legislation that's been filed, but uh, here goes. We're going to do our very best to do it. End-of-life options, HB 1231, a bill that would make it easier facilitate the taking of one's life, so-called euthanasia bill or facilitated assisted suicide, uh, who would be filing something to make that easier in the state of Florida? Democrat? Yeah, Democrat, 100%. Daryl Campbell. Employer coverage of gender dysphoria treatment, HB 1265. This would Democrats? Make, no, no, no. <laughs> you got to hear the bill. All right. This would make it so that if a company provides funding through health care to an employee to undergo gender change, sex change, any of that treatment, and they later change their minds, the company has to pay for the reversal. Oh. So companies who pay to change have to ch- have to pay to unchange as well. Democrat or Republican? Republican. There you go. See? Taylor Michael Yarkowski, uh, uh, Republican. Um, uh, Senate Memorial 1382, United States Department of Defense, um, the short version of this is we are becoming um, too emphatic about diversity, inclusion, gender, identity, race, wokeism in the military. This is a letter to the Department of, of Defense. Stop it and stop training them about unconscious bias and get back to war fighting. Republican or Democrat? Matt Gates. <laughs> is it? Republican. No, well, it's a it's a state legislature, oh. so no. Jay oh. Collins. Jay Collins. But Whatever. yes, Republican. You exactly I didn't know there was a difference. <laughs> you exactly have that one right. <laughs> uh, we'll play more tomorrow. Look forward oh. to it. We'll be back in just a minute. Listen on air at 92.3.